you're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now, it's complicated. As anyone can imagine, relationships are being put to the test right now with everything going on in the world. And we feel that taking control of your own personal well-being is not only good for you, but for the potential partner you're searching for or for the relationship you're currently in. That's why we love Shape and Foster. It's a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and even a life coach. It's a one-stop shop for self-improvement. The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and to help build healthy habits. Because lifestyle development is about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. This unique app provides one community of actionable insight where you can learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind. So visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial. Now you can inject some confidence into your lives because dating app profiles aren't the only apps that can help you shine. Hello, Master Daters. Welcome back for another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Jen. And I'm not Jen. You know how you text your friends and ask them what to wear on the first date, how to respond to a text from your crush, or to weigh in on whether you should post a certain pic on the socials? Yeah, that happens all the time, and that's what we call your village, and we think you can't date or relate without them. Join our village each week because we're serving you some expert guests who are filled with tips and tricks that will take some of the guessing out of the game. And make sure while you're on the socials and the intranets looking at our lovely show to subscribe and share our pod with your friends so you can help our village grow even bigger. And you can find us at It's Complicated Podcast wherever you get your pods. And don't forget to tell a friend. Happy. Happy New Year! Oh, we're happy that it's 2021. We are excited for our first episode of the new year because we have an update from one of our 2020 guests and village members who's back to keep us in the loop and share a new perspective on a previous relationship. Because we all know hindsight is 2021. In case you missed it only a few episodes ago, Benjamin Hay, aka the captain, is a black African-American New York City-based singer, songwriter, model, and actor. As the co-writer and co-producer of Laverne Cox's Billboard Club Play smash, Beat for the Gods, the captain has had his sights set on music stardom. His flight path has led to acting where he scored a role on Marvel's The Punisher, Episode 3, which can be streamed on Netflix worldwide. The best thing to come out of 2020 was the release of his music visual shot in Paris titled Scene of the Crime from his full-length album LAX. That led him to getting scouted as a model and making his runway debut at New York Fashion Week in 2020, and that was specifically Harlem Fashion Week. Right before events stopped happening. A man of action, the captain is always creating and has been writing songs daily since 2017. His creativity is what has been keeping him sane during the quarantine that never ends. And his latest single is the Jock Jam Body Positivity Anthem, Balls. The captain is here to redirect his path. Welcome back to the show, Ben. Hey, happy new year. Happy 2021. I am back. 
You are, and you are our first episode of the new year. So that being said, tell us what your biggest takeaway was from the year that was 2020. Oh, anything goes. Be ready for anything and everything. Don't get comfortable. Don't get lazy. Stay on your toes and just be ready to fly. <laughs> That's actually great advice because it felt like this year with the pandemic, even though people felt like isolated and stuck, it actually wasn't the case because things changed so rapidly, especially with the pandemic that like you could no don't wear a mask. It doesn't matter. Now you have to wear a mask. You can't go to restaurants. Now you can. Now you can't like dating world went through all these changes with FaceTime dating. And how do you see somebody in person? And how do you view quarantine with somebody there? Anyway, there were so many changes when you really look at it under mm -hmm. a microscope. So that is great advice to just be on your toes because, you know, you got to be ready for whatever is the next change. And that can, it feels like it happens like much faster than it used exactly. to. Exactly. We had to become resilient and adaptive, I think. And a lot of people don't like change. So that might have been why the year was so hard for so many people, because it did cause a lot of anxiety, not knowing what was what. Usually you forge your own path. It is what it is. And you can like operate from the knowingness of consistency. But like you're saying, Lauren, like every day it was a different thing. In fact, I was just talking to somebody today who was like, I caught COVID from my Amazon packages. We're like, no, we ruled that one out many, mm. many months ago. That's not true. So you might have been seeing other people and you don't want to admit it, but it's definitely not your Amazon packages. And also, how the fuck do you figure out it's your Amazon package? What is <laughs> your fucking mail or the doorknob you touched? Like, are you joking me? You can't say that it was from an Amazon package. You don't know where it was from. Like, well, wait, 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 but maybe she's talking about a different kind of Amazon package. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You are not wrong. Special delivery. I mean, right? Unwrap that package. It's a dick in a box. Hey. <laughs> I'm actually mad no one sent me that for Christmas. But, you know what? People are listening, and you're going to get a bunch of dildos in like one week, and I hope you don't catch COVID from opening the package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Interesting, Jen. Well, I might have COVID, but I will not have STDs via my packages. So thank you. And at least we can rule one issue out. That is great for that. Phil. Yeah. Um, so Ben, we are doing a follow-up with you because last time we spoke with you, not that long ago, um, you were in the throes of like a new relationship and you had some great advice about how to do that in a pandemic and yes. how to keep it fresh and interesting and sexy and like how you were feeling about everything and now but you did talk about the trifecta and you said yes the thanksgiving christmas new year trifecta of the holidays which is also kind of like i think your way of maybe say, talking about cuffing season because it's like the seasons where everyone tries to like couple up and you're talking about those seasons as well can you explain to us what your current relationship status is now so I am officially single. I'm not in a complicated situation. I'm not in a situationship. I am back to being single. So how did that happen? Because obviously, like Lauren just said, we heard otherwise. 
And now it's different. And, and it wasn't that long ago that we spoke with you. So what changed? There was a shutdown, a physical shutdown of intimacy, not on my side, on his side. And um, that became difficult. And I had to say to myself, pandemic or not, trifecta or not, it's too early to be having these types of issues in the dating experience. and. I can hope and wish that things would change or I could accept the situation as it is and move on. And that's the choice that I made. When you say that there was a shutdown of intimacy, what do you mean by that? And do you have any reasons for why that happened? This is what I mean by it. The sex stopped. We weren't having sex anymore. Okay, but hold on. But like... (laughs) Like you would see him and you would go to like kiss him or touch him and he would just like not reciprocate like, or I don't understand how you just, cause like, if that just happens one time, that's like enough. You're like, what the fuck is the problem? Why aren't you like touching me? Or you know what I mean? So like, why, how did it just take one time for you to realize that that was an issue? When was it? No, no, you know, no, that's not, I'll say this. I was dishonest with myself. Okay. In our two plus months of dating, there wasn't as much sex as I would have liked it to be. And I think I told myself that, oh, it's a pandemic. Oh, we're in the trifecta. Um, Maybe I'm the type of person, maybe like my sex drive is already high. So I'm going to fall back and I'm going to let him initiate and take action. And it wasn't happening. And I vocalized the fact that I wanted to have more sex and I wasn't getting response back. Um, I would send some hot boy photos and they'd go virtually ignored. And I had to listen to the information. He did communicate to me that him being older and just the stress of life, the drive was not there. And I did ask the question of, is it an experience where you feel like you may need more time? And what I got back wasn't assuring. I didn't hear, yeah, I need a little time. Um, this is what's going on with me. It kind of felt like he made a decision that he was going to shut that aspect down and the door was closed. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is that getting older and like, stresses of life they happen to everybody right like people lose loved ones people get sick people lose jobs people move people um you know go through weird friendship things like you have babies or whatever like all these things can happen they're all really big life changes but you want to be with someone who okay you're it's okay to be affected by the change because clearly that's normal but like if someone's going to shut down in a way and sometimes temporarily is okay. Like let's say someone dies or something like yes. that is understandable, but for the most part, you kind of want somebody who can go through those things and not completely shut you down or shut out you out or shut off. Um, and maybe that's cause it's a new relationship. It was a little bit harder, but it's kind of a sign. Don't you think like, do you want to do life with someone who is going like, may have a stress of life, could be little, could be large, and they just like can't seem to balance anything else going on in their lives when that's Mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. And I think it helps 
Communication is key. We all know that. The elements of, okay, here's what's going on with me. Normally, I'm like this. Maybe I'm an extremely sexual person, but life is just throwing some curveballs at me that I just can't handle it. Like, if I heard that, I would be more understanding and more patient. But when you're not giving me who you are, how you show up, if you're not giving me hope, you're not giving me an expression of, this is so funny. You just texted me right now. Uh, no. <laughs> oh my God. This is so Your response should be, uh, hold on. I'm on a podcast talking about you. I'll get back to you as soon as I'm done. <laughs> Actually, he does know I'm on a podcast and he said, break a leg. <laughs> That's nice. Now I have a question for you sort of going back and maybe for our listeners who might not have heard the first episode we did with you, walk us through what attracted you to him in the first place. And were there these red flags that you might've painted white? Ooh, well, red flags that I painted green, you mean? Or red lights that you thought were green. Yeah. Okay. So we met on a legit dating app. We met on Tinder. Um, we actually went out on maybe four or five dates before we were sexual, which for me, that's a good amount of time of interaction. Like wasn't a first date situation. Um, there was a lot of conversation there was, uh, intimacy and physical touch and quality time. And I talked about the long walks that we would do with he and his dog and all of those things that. I wasn't getting or I haven't received in such a long time. That felt really good and made me feel safe. And I expressed that I am a sexual person and that every now and then I'm going to send a provocative pic or I'm going to reach out just to kind of like let them know how it is I operate when it comes to like dating and even entering a relationship so he wouldn't be blindsided by that. And uh, the first time I sent an intriguing photo, I got a good response. And I was like, okay, this is good. I get to express my sexuality with the person that I'm dating. That's healthy. The next couple times, it was like crickets. And then I said, okay, well, maybe that's not his thing. When it wasn't getting knowledge, I was kind of like, okay, maybe it's not a red flag necessarily. Maybe it's like a yellow flag. Okay. And as time went on, I realized that... uh, there wasn't any fire or heat coming towards me. And I got scared and I was like, oh gosh, I'm not getting that heat towards me. And I don't want to take the action of going forward and sending heat his way if I'm going to get rejected. So it just kicked up so much fear. But I actually said to myself, Ben, you have to be brave. You have to speak up. You have to ask for your needs so that there's an opportunity for those needs to get met. So I was vulnerable and I expressed once on the phone, I'm like, hey, listen, it's been a couple of weeks. I would love to be sexual and um, did respond. And it was great. We wound up meeting later that week and we connected and it was great. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is amazing. Like I listened to my gut and like I was vulnerable and it went in a favorable way. And Two weeks later, the same thing. And um, it was virtually ignored this time. That didn't feel good. And um, I think it happened one more time. And I literally had to look at the evidence. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like either he's not attracted to me or 
there's a block. And finally, we had the conversation the week of Christmas. And he shared with me, he said, listen, I don't know if it's because of my age or everything I have going on, but I'm just shut down in that department. And I asked the question of, well, do you need more time? Do you think it's something that I just need to be patient about? And he said to me, he said, well, honestly, I don't know. And, and I know that it's important to you. And I feel like I'm letting you down. And it's not fair to you to not receive what it is that you know that you need. And I had to make a decision for myself and say, listen, this is what's being said to me. This is the evidence. Instead of me ignoring it and hoping and freezing myself and my needs, I need to just trust the universe to send me someone more in line with that because it is important to me. Yeah, that is a really, really healthy way of looking at the situation from the very beginning all the way until the conversation that you had with him where you said, okay, this needs to be over. And I want to point out to people like, you know, it do- it's scary to be vulnerable. I think that's a very important thing that you brought up. Like it doesn't, it, you know, people are, I don't want to get rejected or I don't want to say the wrong thing and drive them away. Like if I tell him or her that I want to have sex with him more, I'm going to look desperate and then that's not going to be appealing. And he doesn't want to have sex with me then because of that. Like don't tell yourself stories or make excuses. Like the answer that you're looking for lies within the person that you're asking the question to. So Stop doing that, everybody. And just take, and I think it's important to acknowledge the fear. Like once you do that and you stop making excuses, that's the way to go, right? Like you said to yourself, okay, I'm seeing some things happen and sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but also I think people need to stop blaming themselves for like, oh, I should have seen all these red flags. If it's like a year's worth of red fucking flags, then I get it. But this was like, you're just getting to know somebody. It's two or three times. So only in retrospect, do you have the answer? So it's okay to kind of like, is this a red flag or not? And sort of play with that a couple of times until you come to the conclusion like Ben did. Okay, this has happened enough for me to feel like this is a thing. I'm going to address it. Then once you address it, you can acknowledge the fear. Say, you know what? This feels scary. I'm afraid. But still, that doesn't mean you should stop doing it. But it does kind of help, I think, to acknowledge the fear so that you don't continue to make excuses for the person or for yourself. Because then you end up ignoring things and hoping that someone will change or that it doesn't really bother you so that you can be in the relationship that you really want to be in, which is actually not the relationship you really want to be in because this person isn't going to give you what you need. Mm, Yeah. And no, there's a saying, if someone tells you who they are and they can tell you who they are, whether it's through words or actions, believe them. Yes, absolutely. We all know someone who's probably been in a situation for maybe six months, a year, two years, and things have not changed and they're ignoring the information. No, I'm going to speak personally. I've been in situations where I've ignored, oh yeah, it's going to get better. And I'm trying to change the other person. And I'm not accepting them for who they are and where they're at. And instead of me being honest and taking care of myself by removing myself or transforming the relationship, I've stayed in longer and then been resentful and then been even more frustrated. So at least I was able to navigate this within 10 weeks 
versus me being stuck 10 months or 10 years. Exactly. And then it's harder to leave at that point. It's it, it's still hard to leave in the moment, but like, think about it after a couple of years, what it feels like. Yeah. So that sounds like you made a healthy choice for yourself. Now, the real question is, if he wants to continue seeing you or start showing interest or adjusting to the way you sort of go about things, would you be interested in continuing to see him or is he sort of benched? Well, that's so interesting you said that because we saw each other this past Sunday. <laughs> what? How were you okay making that decision? Like that would be, I think people might be afraid in your position to do that because you feel like, okay, I put myself out there. I got rejected. Like someone might say that if they're feeling insecure, right? Like this guy rejected me and now he wants to see me like what? I'm not just going to be at this guy's beck and call, you know, like how I'm sure that's not what happened, but that's what someone might tell themselves, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, Here's what happened. We are in a pandemic and I do not have as much physical contact or in-person interaction that I used to have, which means most of my interactions are happening through technology. For me, it's extremely important for me to have moments where I'm actually in the room with a friend or with someone else just for my sanity. And what I will say is that he actually has continued to reach out, check in on me, see how I'm doing. Like there's genuine care and concern. And I said to myself, okay, I'm sad. I'm hurt. My Christmas wish was that hopefully he would be the one that I claimed, my baby. And that didn't happen. And that was sad. But I know that we had a conversation over the phone and I needed to be in person and see him in person, listen to my body. How did my body feel? And when I saw him face to face, I didn't feel like that punch in the gut feeling. I didn't feel awkward or weird. It felt like, oh, wow, this is someone that I genuinely have a connection with. Maybe it's not going to be a sexual connection. Maybe it's just, drum roll, a friendship, a legit friendship. And I'll be honest, I've never been here before. Most of the times, if I'm not dating somebody anymore, going out with somebody, it's like, eh, your ex out the game. But... There's something different. I don't know if it's maturity. I don't know if it's because we're in this pandemic and it's so valuable to have someone that you can actually see personally. I was just open. And now it's like, oh, wait a minute. This person is a special person in my life. And you know what? If we're not having sex and we're not in this committed relationship, like I'm okay having a friendship. So- Okay. And I love this. This is great. And I think, yes, my guess is probably a mixture of maturity and pandemic, right? Like you're seeing the value of some things that you didn't before. And you're also a little bit older than the last time you went through like a breakup, I'm sure. So experience, life, age, pandemic, all of that. But did you guys like officially say, okay, so now we're just friends. Are you guys opening up the boundaries to like yeah if we have sex every now and then like no one's going to get attached or we can date each other non-exclusively while we're dating other people too is there like a laid out plan or have you not gotten there yet so when we did see each other face to face again fear came up and I was not able to be vulnerable and say how I felt but I was challenged by a friend to call literally half hour after he and I parted ways and I actually did say, hey, 
just so you know, I'm getting back on Tinder because I would like to meet someone that I can see and hopefully get my physical needs met. How do you feel about that? Because seeing you, I felt extremely comfortable. I do miss you. And I would be open to starting something again. But how do you feel? And I can't believe I did that. But I did. <laughs> wow. And so were you opening the door up for a, just a sexual relationship or to see where it goes? Because you know where he stands. So what what are you opening it up to? Just friends no, I needed to, for me, I needed that clarity of like, listen, like maybe I've thought about it and maybe I'd be open to trying again or the door is completely closed. And on his end, he's like, you know, I just feel like at this point in my life, like I just want to be solo. And I said, okay. So I just want to make sure we're clear about the boundaries. So now we are clear about the boundaries. I don't have to guess or think in my head like, oh, wait a minute. Is he just checking in on me because he wants me back or wants to retry something again? Or is it just friendship? And it actually is. That's awesome. Because you don't want to have mixed signals dangling you along, wasting your time or getting your hopes up or misconstruing the dynamic. And so I think you being forthcoming with what you're looking for, your next steps, and putting it on him to sort of also fess up to where he's at. Yes. A great thing to do because it really cuts out the drama, it cuts out the time wasting, and you can move forward. And also, by the way, it's really just communication. It's not like you stole his cat and like sold it on the black market. Like you actually just asked him how he feels and that was it. Yes. Yes. And I listened and I heard and I accepted it. And I was able to just say, okay, then move on. And now I'm moving on. Bigger question here. Yes. And 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 this is not, you know, to fuel a fire. It's a devil's advocate question. Do you feel like his reason for like not being in relationship mode, we'll just call it that, right? Like yes. his age, his stress, whatever. Like, do you feel like that's an excuse? And really, I'm not even meaning like he's being dishonest with you, but like he might not be able to articulate or someone who says that, like, I'm just not in the relationship, but I just want to be solo. Like we've all heard that before. All yes. of us. like, yes. that's a common thing to say. And while it's a real reason, do you feel like it could potentially be an excuse? Like basically think about it this way. You don't have to tell yourself to get in relationship mode. You're not like going on in life and you're like, okay, today I'm now in relationship mode. Like, let's compare it to sexuality. You yes. don't wake up and go like, okay, today I'm going to decide, do I like boys or do I like girls? Like, it's just there. Or potentially, it's that when you meet a person, it puts you in that state of mind, right? Like, you're not like consciously in or out of relationship mode. You're just doing life. And if you're dating, you're dating. So you're like open to it. But then you meet somebody and that person makes you want to get into a relationship if they're the right person. Mm. right? It's not yeah. like, I mean, you can go on dates, even if you're not like, you've heard tons of times people go, I wasn't looking to get into a relationship. I was just out of a relationship, but then I met this person and I got back into one or I, whatever. Like yes. I feel as though that I'm not in relationship mode is a reason, but sometimes it's used as like a blanket for something bigger or I don't know. I'm just potentially saying that that could be a thing. Do we all agree that that we've all heard that before and that that could be an experience? You know, we've heard it before, but I will say this. I'm at the point in my life where 
a relationship takes two people. I'm not going to be doing a relationship by myself with someone who doesn't want to be there with me. So if I feel relationship mode and you don't, that's a cancel. Yeah, for sure. Regardless of the reason, regardless yeah. of the excuse, of course. And we're not going to talk him into this. And if someone says that, if you ever hear that, obviously you're not going to talk the person into it, but I'm just saying. Many people that. do. Yeah. It's and actually, yeah. And just what you were saying, Ben, about how like, you know, you've been patient in the past or you've sort of continued on with somebody based on potential not doing that, I think, saves everyone time and energy because, like, again, going back to what you said, when somebody tells you who they are or where they're at, believe them because really they're being honest in the beginning because, like, what are they going to gain from it? And they probably don't even know they're doing it uh, so directly as they are. But if you try and force somebody who says, you know, that they're not in a relation or they're not in the mood for a relationship or they're just not there right now, but maybe they will be they're that's a form of manipulation they're keeping you at bay so that they have you as an option and you're holding on to this dream that may never come true and likely will cause lots of heartache because you're constantly going to be disappointed and Mm. anxious about whatever the other person is doing and that's when we lose ourselves in relationships yeah and it's easy especially at a time like now i could have easily been in this desperate form of like well you know what i'm going to make it work and i'm just going to be patient and i'm not going to ask for anything and i'm like no not going to do that not going to do that you know i feel the universe has been very good to me the fact that i even had this experience during a pandemic like come on i don't know many people that are actually having successful dating experiences and taking risks like this and still showing up for themselves as I am. I learned a lot in this. I learned, wait, physical intimacy from handholding and spending quality time and like doing walks and cuddles on a couch. Like these are things that I hadn't experienced in so long. And I'm grateful that I got these experiences. Like, oh, when we met up on Sunday, he actually had a Christmas present for me um, that he wanted to get me before Christmas. It didn't happen, but we connected. And I opened up the box, and it's like this beautiful cashmere scarf. And I was just like, wow, this is really sweet. And I was able to receive it and be grateful for it. And again, this is new territory for me, so I feel like I'm learning a lot about myself in this process. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever been this mature (laughs) with the ending of any dating experience or relationship. But I'm like, I like this guy. (laughs) Meeting myself. Yeah, it sounds like you're being really mature. And that's a lot like it's hard to do that because when you're dating somebody and it ends for them, like, you know, it ends for one person. So it ends for that person. Like they're not into you anymore. They just thought they pull away or whatever. It's like everybody usually on the receiving end gets angry. Like mm. you start making like they did this and they did that and they lied to me. And it's like, you know, I felt that way before and I've done that before. But then yeah. like when you're able to look back on it and like say, you know what, like, there were good things in this relationship and, you know, things happen. Sometimes things change for people. Like, you know, they 
fall out of wanting to date you or they whatever they discover something how do you know that they haven't been like trying to make excuses for you like you may be doing something that they don't like and they've been trying to kind of hold on and see how it goes and they've realized that it's just not going to work like that happens and so instead of getting angry it does help to sort of take the mature road and say what have I learned and what can I be grateful for like Mm. you know because it it's it hurts when that happens. And so I think at least for me, I can say like, I default to anger. I'm like pissed, like what an asshole or blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's not always the actual case. Like maybe the person's not being a jerk. They're being honest. And like you said, if someone is telling you who they are, you have to listen. And it doesn't always mean that that's, they're an asshole just because they don't want to be with you. Yeah. I hear you. And you know, actually, um, are you ladies familiar with the, the different stages of grief? Yes. But tell us, where are you at right now in that? So Danza, um, denial, anger, negotiation, sadness, acceptance. Um, I'm actually in the acceptance phase, but I've gone through the denial, uh, anger, the negotiation. I've had moments of sadness. I've cried. Like, But today, in this very moment, it's acceptance. And there was a huge element of relief because... When I wasn't getting the responses to my intrigue, whether it was the photos or my outreach, I was like second guessing myself. And my gut was saying, hey, there's something not quite right here. And I tried to ignore it. And also what I tried to ignore was the fact that for me, sexuality is extremely important. And I said to myself, like, okay, well, maybe it's not as important as I'm making it out to be. Let me try something different. And I tried something different, and it didn't work. (laughs) Well, it sounds like, though, that you tried it, it didn't work, but then you also tried something else, which was being super honest and, you know, confirming how you both feel so that you can move forward. Are there any other lessons that you got from dating and relationships in 2020 that you are planning to apply moving forward in 2021? Hmm, that's a good question. Because I actually did have a video date with someone else. First impressions effort is huge. So (laughs) this guy and I had a video date. And when I saw him on video, he did not look like his photos. Uh, He had a blanket on. He was still in bed, didn't do his hair. And I was just like, hmm. I wanted to drop the call immediately. And something said, then we're going to just have a conversation. And we had a conversation and the conversation was really good. But after the conversation was over, I did an inventory. I said, okay, pros, cons. And I thought about the first impressions. Like you don't look like your photos. Uh, You didn't groom yourself before meeting me on camera, still in bed. And I'm just like, yeah, no, no. So um, I think for me, it's just listening to my gut. It's okay for me to have standards. And everything that I ask for as far as my standards and things that I want, these are things that I offer and I'm willing to give as well. Knowing those things and listening are something that I don't think can be negotiated. I think that's a recipe for problems when you start ignoring your internal, you know, that gut thing. Yeah. Can't ignore that. You can't, 
you know, negotiate with yourself or with somebody else. Like you have to listen to that, like that inner voice, that gut, whatever you call it, the universe, God, people call it a bunch of different things, but you really can't ignore it and make excuses. And it is hard in the beginning of things because you're getting to know somebody. So it's hard to make just like a blanket statement, but I think a good way to a good rule to fall back on Ben that you brought up was hold the person accountable for the things that you're going to bring to the table too, like that you expect that you're going to do. So hold them, you know, you don't want to be a hypocrite. Like I expect this and that out of somebody that I'm not going to deliver. That could be your fallback. Like if I'm going to be this person and bring this to the table, I expect at least that back. Mm. And you know what else? I think what you said about the person not being ready and sort of like lazy about the process, if they're lazy about the first date, they're going to be lazy about the rest. And I know that that's like kind of stretching it, but it's really an example because first impressions, like you said, are important. And if he doesn't care about the first impression or doesn't try or is sort of apathetic about dating and like jaded that person is not likely ready for a relationship or to show up in the way that you are. So Mm. you might have like hit the nail on the head with the feeling, but I think it it's a micro of a macro and very representative of what's to come. Mm. Mm. So I made the right decision. You're saying (laughs) I think it sounds like you did. I agree with Jen. Like if you're, yeah, a first impression, maybe he caught him on a bad day or whatever. And if you gave him a second chance, maybe it'd be different, but like, do we really need to do that? Like everyone knows in the regular world, like first impressions, first dates, job interviews, like all that, you show up with your best self. And if you're choosing not to do that, that could be a sign that you just don't, aren't capable of doing that ever. Like if this is the moment to show up, show the fuck up. And if you can't, like, eh. I'm not also going to waste my time on you because they don't even really know you. So there's that too. So I think you made the right call and at least you're in like a happy place and ready to be doing yeah. it. And you're back on the dating apps and you sound like you're in a really good headspace and we love the lessons that you took from 2020 and are applying to dating now. And we're so thankful that you came back on the show to give us a follow-up because we talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We need follow-ups are like, it's so part of the the journey to like have, you know, something start and then potentially end that we could be having a follow up with you right now. And it could be even deeper into a relationship, but we're so happy to check back in with you and see where you're at because there's so many lessons wrapped up in there and you're so, you look at things in such a healthy light. So it's such a great perspective to have your opinions and advice coming in because, you know, people can learn so much from, it. And I God, I wish I could have that healthy perspective, like when I was dating in in the single world, because it is very hard out there. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, to put yourself out there, it takes a lot of strength and confidence to be vulnerable. That's not easy, but I'll be honest, like I'm human, and human connection is extremely important to me, and. I just accepted that there are going to be moments that are smooth. There's going to be moments that are rocky, just like our experience during this pandemic. Like things have been shifting like so fast, but you know what? Honestly, like I've learned to be flexible and I'm going to be flexible in this process. I'm going to set an intention of having fun in this process. I know what I bring to the table. I know what I want to attract and I'm willing to, as someone said to me, he said, Ben, I think you need more practice throwing fish back. He's like, you know what? 
you attract a lot of fish, but I think sometimes you don't realize the big fish that you are and like you're grabbing guppies and like goldfish. He's like, no, you need to be going after the sharks and the whales of the world because that's who you are. And he said that to me and I was like, that sounds so ridiculous. But I was like, wait a minute. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. And again, it's similar to the whole, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you meet the prince. Like, hopefully you don't get warts, but yeah. Yeah. There are <laughs> All COVID. <laughs> there are a lot of fish in the sea. And I think that's a great analogy for anybody. And yeah. again, thank you so much, Ben. That was awesome. You have great mm. advice, great perspective. And we are confident you're a, you're a whale and a shark and all of the big, cool barracuda fish out there. So you're <laughs> a golden, beautiful, large whale with muscles and I don't know yeah. you like. I, that fish doesn't even exist. But if it does, <laughs> you're going to get him. So <laughs> thank you again so much. And you guys, thank you. for tuning in for our follow-up with Ben. And don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode where we talk more dating and relationshipy stuff with the host of the podcast, Sex with Emily, Emily Morse. You guys do not want to miss that one. And if you want to join the class of master daters, don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show. And it's complicated wherever you get your pods. Rate, comment, and share our show. And you can find me at Jennifer Golden on all the social meets. Find me at Lauren Leonelli on all the social meets as well. Be back next week. Love you long time. You're on a hot date with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. And now it's complicated. <laughs>